You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Strike first, strike hard, no mercy. Juice, baby. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington and Jason Bailey. I'm Jamie Arrington. This is Jason Bailey. Take it away, Jason. Greetings and salutations, my man. This is, uh, this is well, it's a podcast, but this is like the late night edition of the podcast. We're, we are broadcasting after the festivities involving National Signing Day and among other Southern Miss festivities. Uh, this is your first time listening. We're here to give you a break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda in the mainstream sports media to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Check us out, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and the like, pretty much anywhere you can find your podcasts. Uh, give us a rating and review and share with your friends. Spread the black and gold gospel. Our numbers have picked up significantly this season, so the word is getting out there, and uh, I hope you enjoy what we are doing. So, as I said earlier, today was National Signing Day. We're going to get into all of that and more. Jason, you went to the Eagle Club Christmas party last week. How was that? I did. Went to the Eagle Club uh, Christmas thing. This is, uh, I don't know, the fourth or fifth year maybe they've had it, or at least that I've been to it. Um, I was very interested to go this year um, because I got to hear Jeff uh, Mitchell speak for the first time, right? And um, And also, you know, my son gets to go and have his picture made with Santa Claus, which this year he did not have a full-on meltdown, so that was awesome. Um, but, yeah, I got to hear Jeff speak. Came away extremely impressed. Um, kind of gave a short and sweet speech for about 10 to 15 minutes, and really it was just kind of rallying the troops. It was um, it was engaging. It was mindful of our situation financially. Um, you know, he's very thankful for all the Eagle Club members and, uh, and for our university just as a whole. And, and I, I really just came away from it just liking him more and more, just the professionalism that kind of the whole event uh, had, I think probably had his personal touch on it. And, um, and he really seems like a doer, you know, he, he seems like a guy that's, that, that could just roll his sleeves up and, and just get it done. And I think that's kind of something that, that maybe we've been missing a little bit, uh, but he's coming in at, at a hard time. Just I think he's only been here about three months on the job, and and he is just stepping right in there and, and really impressing impressing me a lot, and I think a lot of the other people as well. And he spoke again tonight at the signing day party. Before we get to the signing day party, got a big comedy show coming up next Saturday. That's the Saturday after Christmas, the Saturday before New Year's. Uh, come out to the Thirsty Hippo. That's on December 29th. We've got Sean Patton, one of the best in the biz, New Orleans own. He's, he's, uh, Hattiesburg's most requested comic. You know, he's got a, he's got a nice little following here in the Hub City. You may have seen him on Esquire's Best Bars in America. He was the co-host, Conan, Comedy Central, uh, and the like. So that show is going to be at 8 p.m. You can get your tickets now for $12 in advance or $15 at the door. All right, so National Signing Day was today, the first day that Southern Miss could sign football players for the uh, 2019 Signing Day class. So let's just go through the list. We had, like we said earlier, uh, Jeff Mitchell spoke tonight. Lee Roberts was the MC, and then you had Jay Hopson breaking down all the kibitz. It was a very lively performance from Coach Hop tonight. Yeah, it was. 
he was fired up and he's been able to, this is, this is what hop does. I mean, he lives and breathes this stuff and he made a lot of good points, which I know you're going to get to. Um, I loved hearing his critique of each and every solitary player, very detailed and, um, and very funny. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, it, it was good. It was, it was a solid turnout. Uh, the rain probably kept a few people away. Um, and hey, let's go ahead and give it up for the catering job by walk-ons. Goodness gracious, that stuff was awesome. Really nice to have those guys on board supporting the university too. I, I, and what did you think of walk-ons? You went there not too long ago. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it, I've been once, and um, my wife and I we sat at the bar. It's just such a cool place. It, it, it it's very. Uh, I, I was not expecting what I saw once I walked in because you, you're kind of where they put it was uh, part of a strip mall, right? Um, well, it's not part of the strip mall at all now. It's, I think they, they just ripped that whole side of the building off, built a freestanding building. Super cool inside. Uh, the walls are kind of done um, similar to what Mugshots did in that back room where like the whole wall is kind of a, uh, a shot of, of a football game crowd or Seymour running through the tunnel or the cheerleaders or something. And uh, Southern Miss stuff all throughout. And the service couldn't have been better. The food was fantastic, as it was tonight, and I and not overpriced. So I will definitely be back. I thought a great job today with the uh, graphics for Southern Miss and the marketing and the notorious theme that they had um, with the B.I.G. theme song and everything. I thought it was great. So let's just go through the class real quick and, and break down the 19 players who signed with the Golden Eagles today. All right, first up, we have a running back. Out of Northwest Rankin, uh, six foot, 170 pounds. D Baker, he is somebody that they've been after for a while. Coach Hop spoke tonight about going to Northwest Rankin a few years ago, and this guy was a guy that immediately was on his radar. You know, I think he was a uh, a three star uh, prospect. He's a guy that you know he had some attention from different places, but somebody that I think the Golden Eagles are going to use a number of ways: kick returner, punt returner, running back, and the like. And had the endorsement of one Rod Davis, who was also a coach last year at Northwest Rankin, my old stomping grounds. And, and hey, let's go ahead and give it up for uh, Rod Davis taking the new head job at Florence High School. How Absolutely. cool is that? Yeah. But yeah, and, and but as far as D Baker goes, I mean, yeah, Hop said he got on in on him I think three years ago, and in his estimation, uh, he's the fastest running back in the state. So um, it kind of reminds you of maybe the Darius Mayberry uh, signing. Last year, or was that two years ago? No, last year. Two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. Two years ago. So, again, just adding, adding speed like that is, uh, is awesome. And I think that's going to be kind of a, a common theme throughout this, uh, broadcast. Next up, we had a tight end out of Gulf Coast High School in Naples, Florida, Luke Baker, 6'5, 217. Uh, Hop, you spoke about him as being somebody that's very athletic, can do it all, uh, Great length, great, great frame. You know, he expects him to get up to about 260 pounds and be a, be a really stud tight end for the Golden Eagle offense. Yeah, huge get. Um, a lot of these guys, it's going to make me feel like even more of a runt when we go through Eagle Walk again. <laughs> I mean, 6'5", 217, um, a pass catching tight end. And another one of these character guys that Hop went after and uh, I can't wait to see him uh, strap it on. Next, we have a linebacker out of uh, Colin Community College, Swayze Bozeman. Uh, Swayze is actually the cousin of our partner in crime, crime Shane Lott. 
So hopefully he's a little more athletic than Shane is or was. <laughs> but uh, Swayze's a guy that I think Hop said they clocked him at a four-five-two in the forty. Had a three hundred eighty-five uh, pound bench. You know, he, he's a guy that made a lot of plays and a lot of tackles. And, you know, if you want to talk about the character of Swayze, he's the one who started the FCA program at Colin. So they spoke very highly of Swayze uh, today. Had, and Rice, according to Shane, Rice was up on him late trying to get after him. I know ULL, mm-hmm. Tulane, they were all in the mix as well. So it looks like Shane did a pretty good job there. I don't think they would talk to Shane during the whole prize. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he, I don't think he knew till right at the end. No, but yeah. Yeah, I like that last name too, man. Bozeman. Swayze Bozeman. What a cool name. You know, Swayze Bozeman. Um, it's going to look even cooler when he's sacking that quarterback and maybe like a Pax Pax 2.0. I don't know. Um, maybe he looks faster. With that 4.52, I'm not sure Pax Pax can get up to that speed. So, um, another guy that I'm definitely looking forward to seeing. And maybe this will bring Shane back to town a little bit more often. That's quite the haul. But you know, Swayze, they've got him at 6'3, 200. You, you hope you get him in here for the spring, get some, get him in the weight room, bulk him up. And uh, get him ready because they're probably going to need him at that linebacker position this this fall. Uh, up next, another great name, Narcus Driver. He is a six three, two hundred forty pound tight end out of Highland Community College. You know, Hop talked about him being the total package, a guy that can really run. I mean, if you look at his pictures, he looks stout. I mean, he looks like one of those guys that has, you know, a very very small percentage of body fat. But he, he was a guy that, you know, I think they expect him to come in and uh, replace Jayshon Washington at the tight end position. That's exactly what they plan on him doing. And Coach Hop even mentioned that he thinks that he is faster. Like, we, we know that he's – I mean, look, Jayshon's a big guy, and Jayshon's a fast guy, and Jayshon's reliable. Uh, Hop mentioned that this guy is bigger and faster. So – and 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 with and this is another spot where the junior college route can help you out, right? Where you have an immediate need, and you can go get somebody who's kind of the same player, and 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 he's not going to have that learning curve that a true freshman would. So, yeah, he's got an opportunity to come in and get a lot of playing time right off the bat. Up next, we have another JUCO guy, and I think we had three JUCO linemen. We had several offensive linemen uh, and tight ends in this class. Uh, but the first of the JUCO linemen, Tanner Hawthorne, he is an uh, offensive lineman. I think they have him projected to play tackle. 6'6", 305, out of Glendale Community College. He's from Peoria, Arizona, Miles stomping grounds. He is a, a Purdue bounce back. Um, and I think when Hop was talking about him, he was talking about him as being a guy that had tremendous length. And he, he was talking about taking pictures with some of the players, and he said he felt like one of one of Santa's elves compared yeah. to some of these guys and their size. I mean, 6'6", 305, I mean, this is – we could definitely use some some size up front and some depth. Yeah, this is uh, this, this is this is a man's man. And, um, you know, coming from uh, coming from Arizona where he's a two-time state champion, that's got to play a part. And, um, and these offensive linemen that we had come in – are just uh, are just, just I mean massive. Just I think I think Hop actually called them massive human beings, and that's what they are. The next recruit here on the list, or the next signee, uh, probably the most accoladed of all of the signees, Jaden Johnson. He is a six-two, two hundred and eight-pound quarterback out of Kirby High School in Memphis, Tennessee. Four-star prospect, according to ESPN. 
Rivals, as well as 24-7, both had him as a three-star prospect. He was originally a commitment to Louisville, and uh, after everything fell apart with Petrino, he broke loose. The Golden Eagles stayed in touch. He came down and visited, had a blast, and he's been a guy that's been out there recruiting on Twitter and, and trying to make things happen. But Hop compared Jaden to Byron Leftwich. He said this is a guy, a big guy with a big arm, a big, durable body, and uh, – you know, seemed really excited about the prospects of having him under center for the Golden Eagles, or I say in the shotgun. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, Dawson, I think, was in charge of recruiting this guy. So he obviously did a fantastic job. I mean, if you're, if you're the number one quarterback in any state, uh, if you're rated that way, then that's really good, right? And you throw in, like, a, a state that's in the southeast, like Tennessee, that speaks volumes of his ability. And, you know, I don't know if you saw it when he – announced when he was announcing his signing uh how he kind of got choked up a little bit talking about how his mom raised him and wanted to you know put her on easy street in three or four years um really kind of showed again the uh the character of the players that hop seems to have signed uh with this particular signing class and i can't wait to watch him get on the field and i hope he gets a chance to uh to show what he can do next year up next, we have an offensive lineman, Trey Johnson, 6'7", 295 pounds out of Iowa Western Community College, originally from Orlando, Florida. Hop, in my notes, Hop called him a massive human being. Mm-hmm. He said he's yep. a guy, he's a guy that has the edge they're looking for, a guy that'll finish plays, that loves to just, you know, he just, he keeps the play going until it's over. But he started his career at University of Miami. Uh, three-star prospect out of high school, ended up at Iowa Western. Now he's coming to play offensive line for the Golden Eagles. Another guy that's going to have that chance right away, uh, one of these junior college transfers, to step in and provide some much-needed depth on that offensive line. And uh, I want to say Hop was talking about the depth chart, and I think we got it around 16 guys, 16, 17 players on offensive line now, which is, which is just fantastic, and he's another quality Quality player had a like you said Division One scholarship uh, out of high school with uh, Mark Richt in Miami, and who knows what happened there? But uh, he's with the Golden Eagles now, and he he's got a, he's got a you know a lot like these other guys. He's got a shot to to come in and really compete for playing time right off the, right from the get go. Up next, we have a defensive lineman from Les Chance U East Mississippi Community College, Eric Kitchen. He is a uh, two-year starter on the defensive line there at East Mississippi. Helped East Mississippi win back-to-back national championships. Before that, he was at South Panola, played for Terrence Pope. Terrence Pope spoke very very highly of him. But Hop was talking about, you know, they flew up to watch the, uh, I guess, the JUCO national championship East Mississippi mm-hmm. was playing in. And he was talking about the number of uh, Power Five players on the other side of the ball and he said you know eric kitchen was the best player on the field in the bowl game and he said he kind of reminded him a little bit of ladarius harris similar size similar motor similar build so you know this is another guy that's gonna come in and compete should come in and compete right away yeah he said he dominated all game long and he said it was pretty evident you know and and the other coaches that were sitting uh that were watching the game alongside him all kind of agreed so if you can go to a game like that with just division one talent all the way across the field, offensively and defensively, and you can look to one player and say that he was better than all the other players. That's a really good sign. And um, yeah, the the comparison that you made to Nucci is is spot on. 
Up next, Kalen Leonard. He is a, a, a defensive back. I think they're going to play him at corner. 6'3", 175 pounds out of Texas Prep Academy in Houston, Texas. This is a guy that, like Hobbs said, you know, great length that they look for in the corners. Uh, had a 4'5", great hips. So kind of that mold of those bigger corners that they've been looking for. He says, you know, Kalen, somebody they have to get into the weight room, but fits the mold of what they're looking for in the future in the defensive backfield. You can't have too many long guys, right? You can't have too many. In this day and age of college football, you need speed uh, and you need and you need length for these tall receivers that just seem like they're growing on trees, especially in our conference. So he's another guy, like you mentioned, getting him in the weight room, uh, get some get some meat on those bones, turn that 175 into, I don't know, what, like 200, somewhere in there, 190. And, uh, and, and, and see what he can do. Four or five, 40 yard dash, you know, you got nowhere to go but up. So, um, yeah, huge, huge talent that, you know, coming in, this is a guy that you look to crack that starting lineup, you know, uh, in the first couple of years of being a Southern Miss. The next player, Hop, Hop said, if there's anybody you're going to refer to in this, out of this class as being a sleeper, it would be this next guy, Markel McLaurin. A 5'11", 175-pound athlete out of Collins, Mississippi. Played for former Golden Eagle Eric Booth. I think they're going to play him as a defensive back. But he said that, you know, McLaurin was a guy that every Friday night he produced. He went out there. They Collins had an 11-2 record this year, made it to the third round of the playoffs. And and I quote, he has great hitability. <laughs> Brand new word. Brand new word. Yeah, but 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 spot on, and a typical USM guy, really, uh, just the kind of guy that's even for people in the business of recruiting, he's just kind of overlooked, um, and also a typical USM guy. He's he's a local kid, um, and just with tremendous capability, and ended up kind of just ended up, I guess, right where he should be, but. It's one of those guys where you kind of wonder why there wasn't much more interest. And I think people are going to be scratching their heads even more once they see him get on the field uh, for the black and gold. Up next, we have TQ Newsom, uh, an athlete, 6'1", 215 pounds, out of Gulfport High School in Gulfport, Mississippi. Hop says they project him to be a running back. Um, he played quarterback at Gulfport, but if you watched him play, extremely mm-hmm. athletic, and you certainly think that running back would be a place he could shine. He threw for a hun- uh, 1,923 yards and 19 touchdowns, but he ran for 921 yards and 14 touchdowns. So uh, if you watch the tape on this guy, very impressive running the ball, and I think that's where they'll use him. One-man wrecking crew. And usually the best athlete on the field, Hop mentioned that uh, he was the best player on the coast this year, which is saying a lot. That's a huge area with a lot of with a lot of skill, a lot of talent. Um, and yeah, he's definitely projected to be a running back at USM. And um, and another guy that that you know that overall athletic ability is going to serve him well at the Division One level. Up next, we have a a true dual threat quarterback in Chandler Rogers, six foot, one hundred seventy nine pound quarterback out of Lake Ridge High School in Mansfield, Texas. He's a guy Hop mentioned had great hips, great quickness, passed for 
2,233 yards, rushed for 1,176 yards, and scored a total of 34 touchdowns as a senior. Hop also coached his dad when Hop was coaching at LSU. So that was a, a great connection to uh, get Chandler here to Southern Miss. Uh, yeah, recruited by Scotty Walden over in Texas, and those numbers just jump off the page. Uh, and when you talk about being a dual, a dual threat quarterback, uh, with all the RPO that's going on, not only, not even just in high school or college, but even in the pros now, um, a guy like that, and, and, and you saw his, his, his tape today when they were playing the highlights. Granted, I know they're highlights, but another guy that when you watch, you hadn't got to look hard. It's not like I had to look up at the screen and say, which one is he? Because he was the guy, <laughs> you know, just doing these incredible, uh, spin moves and, and, um, and, and, and making throws down the field. So, yeah, it was really cool. And it was, it was funny listening to Hop talk about that he coached his dad. Um, Hop doesn't seem like an old enough guy to be able to coach a dad and a son, both in college. But, uh, that was, that was pretty funny. Well, gosh, I mean, you think about it, like, I know Adelius Thomas's son plays for Southern Miss now. Greg Brooks' son committed to Arkansas today. You know, Patrick Sertain's son committed to Alabama last year. So we're getting we're getting older. If he coaches my son, he's been here a while. Yeah, like there you go. <laughs> All right. Oh, speaking of sons, up next we have Matt Riles, six foot eight, two hundred and eighty pound offensive lineman out of Purvis High School. Matt, of course, the son of former Golden Eagle lineman Chris Riles, played back during the Favre era. Mm-hmm. Hot mentioned Matt as being somebody that's a black and gold guy. He said, sky's the limit for Matt. He's got great length and size, and he was a guy who stayed true to the Golden Eagles. To have him as a three-star prospect on both rivals and 24-7. But he mentioned about, you know, there were a couple of Southeastern Conference schools that tried to get in there, uh, into Matt, and Matt really wasn't having it. He mentioned, you know, the coach from Mississippi State calling, and Matt's, you know, hey, I'm black and gold. So this is a guy who grew up black and gold and stayed true to it when it came down to signing day. How cool is it going to be for that guy to go through Eagle Walk for the first time? Oh, absolutely. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, he, he kind of, it sounds like he loves Southern Miss kind of like me and you do, and probably most people that are listening do. Uh, and I just like going to watch Eagle Walk, and then he gets to do it. And then you know, I, I, th- these are the kind of guys that you just, that I just have, uh, I, I pull for kind of more than anybody else. I want everybody to do well. But somebody like this, just putting on a uniform is probably a dream come true. To be able to get out on the field and do it for four years and and have a chance to be really awesome at it, that's just incredible. And I kind of wish I was him. All right, up next, Jerquan Smith Scott. Excuse me, Jerquan Jerquan Scott, a six four, three hundred pound offensive lineman out of Davidson High School in Mobile, Alabama. He played on both sides of the ball, played offensive, defensive line, and tight end. I think they project him as being an offensive lineman. But Hop said he is a mean guy. Right. He's a mean guy. He's a guy that – another guy, you can kind of see a theme with some of these linemen. I think we have seven linemen total that signed today on the offensive side of the ball. And, you know, they all kind of – you have a couple of guys that are just big and mean. You have a couple of guys that, you know, versatile in different ways. But Hop just kept saying mean over and over when he was referring to this guy. Yeah, it's nice to pick him up from right down the road too. Um in, in Mobile, especially you know with South Alabama, after they finally got a football team, 
And now they're actually, you know, a pretty good football team. It's nice to pull some. It's, it's nice to know that we can still go into Mobile, a place where we used to own, is still pull guys that are some of the best players in Mobile. So um, very cool. Uh, he did mention how mean he was. He even looks mean in this picture I'm looking at right here. And and that's something that I, I, I can't wait to see. So you think he's definitely you think he's going to be defensive line or offensive line? I think offensive line. Okay. Um, either way, you know, uh, I wouldn't want to be on. I would. I definitely wouldn't want to be lined up on the other side of him. Um, and wherever he ends up, cool. But if he's that mean, man, I want to see him on the defensive side. <laughs> up next, we have a one. I think the first commit of the year, Chris Scruggs, at wide receiver. Out of SEA in Clear, Clearwater, Florida, six two hundred seventy five pounds, big long guy. Hop, this is a guy Hop says you know had NFL dimensions for, for his size and his speed. He's had his eye on him for two years. They've done camps down there in Florida, and this is a guy he really loved. Had some offers from Florida uh, and the like, and um, stayed true to his commitment to the Golden Eagles. He's another guy that 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 big target. Um, for for whoever ends up playing quarterback, but a big target, explosive, you know, kind of reminds you of a, of a maybe like a a Mike Thomas, a Quez Watkins, that big, lean, go up and high point the ball type of receiver, and uh, you know, averaged sixteen point two yards per reception uh, in high school. So that that tells you that he gets a long way down the field, whether before or after the catch. So yeah. Uh, Another guy is going to fit right into this offense, you know, seamlessly. Up next, we have uh, Louis Smith, 6'3", 294 pound, offensive lineman out of Diaberville High School in Diaberville, Mississippi. I think they have him, you know, as an interior lineman, um, maybe at center or guard. But this is a guy that Hop kind of compared him to Trace Clopton a little bit in that he's physically and ready to, to play. He, he went off his dimensions on strength, bench, what he could do. And I remember Louie when he was a sophomore, and I think mm-hmm. he committed to Southern Miss back then yeah. bef- before he, you know, went through all the rigmarole of going to camps and everything and then, you know, came back and, and committed again, so to speak. But um, been a big Southern Miss guy for a long time, four-year starter. He's definitely going to be a, a nice addition up front for the Golden Eagles. Class 6A, first team All-State, that says an awful lot, uh, you know, and like you said, we've been talking about this guy forever. Um, it's almost like, it feels like we talked about him, then he went to junior college, and now he's back, is how long he's been committed. Um, so he's continued to get better throughout high school, and no matter what offers came his way, he always stays true to the Golden Eagles. Up next, we had a, a flip from today. We had uh, Kalik Washington, a 6'5", 320-pound offensive lineman. I think he, he may project as a guard. He flipped from UCF today and, and signed with the Golden Eagles. Played at Dodge City Community College, Dodge City, Kansas. He's from Pennsylvania originally, but this is a guy that Hop referred to as massive. Also a guy with a mean streak, you know, going along with that theme of some of the offensive linemen he's trying to bring in. Six five three twenty, massive is right, and and he's still got he's probably still got some growing to do. You know, so get him in that weight room. Goodness gracious! Like we were talking to uh, to the juice coach Losey as we were walking out tonight, 
And he mentioned, he was like, man, just, I felt small standing next to these guys. And Losey's a big man. Um, Hop's a big man. Losey's probably bigger than Hop. And all these guys, it's just, I don't understand. It, it reminds me of, you remember Nebraska way back in the day? Like their offensive linemen were always just bigger than like they just, they ran that option and just destroyed you the entire game. Uh, all of our guys are like that now. So that's cool. That's cool to see. And, and, um, he'll come in and, and he'll play next year. All right. Up next, we had a, uh, another late commitment or this was a guy that was kind of under the radar, so to speak. Didn't really officially announce a commitment until he signed today. And Tavius Willis, he is a 5'10, 175 pound athlete out of Velma Jackson High School in Camden, Mississippi. He played, you know, multiple positions in high school, like many of these guys, quarterback, wide receiver, defensive back. Place kicker. He had 3,337 passing yards and 27 passing TDs. Also rushed for 1,705 yards on 161 carries with 31 rushing TDs and nine 100 plus yard rushing games. He competed in the Mississippi Alabama All-Star game where, you know, he really made a name for himself. A lot of the scouts were raving about this guy. Hop said that several of the scouts had him ranked as, as the first or second you know, prospect in the game. He, he learned about a little about him from back in September when former Golden Eagle Antoine Cash, who play, who coaches at a rival school, called Hop up and said, this is the, this is one of the best high school players I've ever seen. You got to get this guy. So the Golden Eagles got it on him early when he, he, when he, uh, made a name for himself at the Mississippi Alabama All-Star game this past week. They already had him locked in and ready to go and, and he signed with Southern Miss today. How cool is that that Cash reached out? That's awesome, especially being a, being a, a opposing coach. Um, that's fantastic. And I mean, those numbers you just read off are incredible. It's like, it sounds like he's Drew Brees and he's, um, like Todd Gurley and, <laughs> you know, and if you can go to a game like the Mississippi Alabama All-Star game and you got scouts sitting around and recruiters sitting around and all of them kind of agree that you're probably the best player there. That's uh that's, that's high praise indeed. And he probably needs to put on a little weight just to be able to, to handle the division one physicality. But that's something that we have no problem doing at Southern Miss is, is developing talent. And man, it's another guy that I can't. I just can't wait to to get out to that spring game and 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 watch him do stuff. All right, the final signee for the day, Coker Wright. He was a guy that it, you know, six four, two hundred and seventy five pound offensive lineman out of Brookhaven High School, Brookhaven, Mississippi, same school that produced Trace Clopton. Uh, Hop said this is a longer, taller version of Trace. Had offer from Nebraska, um, and his coach, which is Trace Clopton's dad. Coach Clopton, obviously, said that Coker has the fastest three steps of any offensive lineman he's ever coached. Hop also mentioned that he dominated uh, the Alabama lineman in the Mississippi-Alabama All-Star game as well. So this is another guy. I guess we're getting a little Brookhaven pipeline going. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, another great addition to the offensive line. Heck of a player. And I don't know if if there's any better ambassador for Southern Miss and for trying to recruit other players through social media than Coker. Um, every time I, every time I logged on to Twitter, he was, he was congratulating somebody for getting an offer or 
kept saying, kept using words like, you know, I'm, you know, come home to Southern Miss and stuff like that. And I think today he even tweeted out uh, when, when he actually signed on the dotted line that he was home, which is cool to see. And that pipeline from Brookhaven, let's let's just let's just keep them coming in, you know, keep them keep them coming in, and let's create create more pipelines. And um and maybe maybe this is kind of the start of that. And Hop, you know, and this is this is what this is how Hop really laid the plan out when he first got the job was to start off and get all the freshmen and then get those scholarship numbers up and then maybe add some Juco talent. And man, it's all, it's all falling into place. We still got to go out on the field next year and execute. And, and I mean, potential is, you know, kind of like a four letter word, (laughs) but, um, but it's, it's all, Lining up to really just how Hop laid it out when he first got here. And Hop went over his whole, you know, theory on recruiting and how he wanted to build the program. You know, he said there's two things really. He wanted to be the team to be consistent and compete for championships. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when over the past few years, they're only really a couple of points away from playing for the championship each year. Uh, he mentioned about, you know, coming in, I think his first year had about 66 scholarship players and next year they're hoping to be around 81 on the scholarships so and there's always going to be attrition there's going to be some guys who for whatever reason don't don't last through spring and uh it happens every year so that's to be expected so i don't know what these numbers will look like come you know august but he said he's planning on bringing in eight more eight more players so he wants to add add a, a few more guys on defense and he wants to add an offensive playmaker so who that's going to be i'm not sure we have a few other guys committed whether or not those stick at this point i don't know i, I don't see any reason to get into them at this point because i'm sure we're going to talk about them again in february but um, all in all we added a lot of depth today we fought a lot of, uh, of positions of need and we brought in some talent and upgraded some talent in certain positions so all in all i think this was a great day for southern miss football and we got them in early uh this this new early signing day is great uh and hop mentioned he brought up an example of last year like jack abraham brought him in 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 uh in december as well and then because you remember when we brought Jack in, we still had all kind of quarterbacks. We were wondering what was going to happen. We said all kind of quarterbacks, and then all of a sudden we didn't have any quarterbacks. <laughs> right. So imagine if he didn't come in in December. So that's absolutely huge to have 19 of them, the bulkier signing class coming in early, um, you know, riddled with freshmen, and then you got those JUCO guys as well. It's awesome. Um, we signed those eight more. He mentioned the possibility of maybe taking a transfer. Um, but getting up to that 81 number seemed like it was just never going to happen. It seemed like it was so far away that it that was never going to happen. And to finally get back to it, that's, 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 I can't overemphasize how huge that is to really have to level the playing field with everybody else. And I don't, I don't know, you know, we had 19 signed today and he says he's bringing in eight more. That's, obviously more than 25 so i don't really know if he's going to push forward or i don't really know how how the numbers are working with this so but i'm just that's just what he said he said he's going to try to bring in eight more players somebody asked him about bringing in the transfers like you mentioned and he he kind of explained why he didn't bring in transfers he's you know he wanted to get the bring in freshmen and, and build those scholarship numbers back up 
and then you know maybe get to the point where they can take a graduate transfer here and there but he he you know kind of explained his whole theory on you know building consistency with the program and and having enough players for a full roster and we've talked about it several times on this show but uh i think we're we're both in agreement that that at worst during the Hobson tenure uh we're going to be stabilized right um, just, I think he's going to provide that stability and he's doing it the right way. And, uh, it's by so early, but it, it gets me fired up going to those kind of events because I realize the potential that's there. I'm not positive if we're going to live up to it next year, but it has the makings of potentially being a special season. And just the simple fact that we're getting excited about it this early is is pretty cool and and southern miss football is on the way back and the first step was getting back to that scholarship number here we are now we got to find out if this third recruiting class that hop has um is going to develop kind of like the other ones have and if they do then you know we're going to have better players than everybody else and so if we have better players than everybody else and at least is good or better coaching then who knows man um might be in for a special ride some other news before we shut it down. Uh, our cross-division opponents next year for football in 2019 were announced. Uh, we're replacing, obviously, what Charlotte Marshall. We are going to be playing at home against Western Kentucky. So Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers, finally coming to Hattiesburg. And our uh, away game against the Eastern Division, we are going to FAU to take on Lane Kiffin and the Mighty Owls. So uh, a little bit of flavor there with those cross-division opponents this year. Have we ever played Western Kentucky in Hattiesburg? No, we have not. How is that possible? Um, it all comes back to UAB doing away with football and them switching up the opponents. Well, we've got some payback for those guys. Uh, everything from their, you know, they had a good team for a little while. I thought they were a dirty team. And I know that their fans were dirty fans from when, from when we had to go over there to play that game, the the championship game. So in front of like six thousand fans. So uh, yeah, can't wait for them to come in and, and get them a taste of the rock. And if he's still there, you know, a lot of the mouth breathing college football fans in the region would probably be interested in a, a Lane Kiffin matchup. So if, you know, we, we play them there, if he's still with FAU year after next, I think the, the roles reverse. So they'll be coming to Hattiesburg in mm. 2020. So a lot of these, um, moronic SEC mouth breathing fans just like to say Lane Kiffin, they, that might be a game they'd want to come out and watch and see. So, uh, could, could at least bring some attention to what's going on in Conference USA. All right. Also, it was announced, I believe a news outlet and Twitter broke the news, that Southern Miss defensive back coach Eddie Hicks was heading to for, to a similar role with the Charlotte 49ers. Of course, Charlotte hired his former employer, formerly at Austin P. So it's kind of a strange situation. I know that uh, Charlotte pays her coaches a little more than we do. Uh, I don't know the full story as far as why a former Southern Miss player would leave and go to Charlotte, but obviously the pay increase was there, so that has to be part of it. Yeah, it's probably all of it. And uh, there's no secret that we're kind of in a situation <laughs> financially. And, um, you know, Charlotte's a cool town, so it's not like I wish 
any yeah I, I i i hope the best for the guy um eddie's a cool dude but you know kind of it's kind of a head scratcher <laughs> well to a team like charlotte but defensive coaches now under hop are like offensive coaches under fedora and munkin it really you know honestly yeah it's great to have good coaches but it really doesn't matter because mm. yeah, you know the, the hop's gonna he's gonna get things done on that side of the ball his way um, also some, some other news, and this is, I don't really know if this is necessarily news, but pretty much noticed this on Twitter. Uh, cornerback JJ Jones signed last year out of Brookhaven. It's showing on his Twitter profile that he is now at Colin. So I don't know what happened there. He was congratulating some of the signees today, but, uh, I don't know if it was, I don't, I don't know. I really don't know how to speculate on what happened, but it looks like he's playing for Colin right now. So. We'll see what happens there. I expect some other announcements to be coming out with some other players soon. So we'll just have to see what happens. And, and two, now that we're past signing day, are there going to be more shakeups on the coaching staff? It, that remains to be seen. Saw a bunch of them there tonight. Um, but yeah, there, there's, there's, there's a few that we all have speculated on. Uh, but there's really no point. I, I don't have any, I, I haven't talked to anybody. I, I don't have any inside information about, uh, what coach might be transferring or leaving or, you know, getting fired. Uh, so I don't know. Um, if, if we, if we, if we got all the same guys next year, I'd be surprised. We'll see what happens between now and I guess August. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Some, some quick NFL tidbits. Nick Mullins now three and three as the starting quarterback for the 49ers after they defeated the Seattle Seahawks 26 to 23 in overtime. Nick was 20 for 29 for 275 yards and a touchdown. Also during Monday night's game against the Carolina Panthers, Saint Center Max Under was placed in Max Unger was placed in concussion protocol, thus elevating former Golden Eagle Cameron Tom to get some time in at center. I don't know what the status is for Max Under, but it was good seeing Cam get in there. Had a pretty solid game the other night for the New Orleans Saints as they defeated the Panthers. Also, former Southern Miss running back Ito Smith placed on injured reserve after injuring his knee this past Saturday against the Arizona Cardinals. One more tidbit of news. Southern Miss baseball ranked 30th in collegiate baseball's preseason poll. Absolutely means a hill of beans, but <laughs> it's good to see the Golden Eagles getting some preseason recognition. We are less than, I guess we're less than two months away from first pitch at the peak. Mm-hmm. Right. Looking forward to it. It's going to be, you know, <laughs> the beginning of baseball season is freezing. Uh, so I'm not really looking forward to that part of it, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be nice to be out there in the roost with, um, with John Adams and the Maddoxes and all those guys, Big John Smith, Will Taylor, uh, who else is out there all the time? Harry Goff. Saw Harry tonight. Good to see Harry. And, um, and I'd have a few questions about pitching, but I really think we're going to be able to hit the ball. And it's nice to have that top 30 ranking to begin the year. And let's just see, Hopefully, how uh, we solve these pitching issues that I think might be a problem um, moving forward. All right, let's shut it down. You guys follow us on Twitter at to the top talk. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington, Jason at Bumper J Bailey on Facebook as well, and then to the top talk also on Instagram. Got a great thing going over there. 
like I said at the top of the show, next comedy show this Saturday night, December the 29th. It's going to be Sean Patton. Sean's been here like five or six times. New Orleans boy at the Thirsty Hippo. He was the co-host of Esquire's Best Bars in America. You may have seen his Comedy Central Half Hour. You may have seen him multiple times on Conan, among other shows. That show is going to be at 8 p.m. Saturday, December the 29th. Tickets are $12 in advance, $15 at the door. Look for To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington and Jason Bailey on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Subscribe. Go and give us a rating review. Help us out. Spread the word. And now that we're done with the football news for now, and it's come to the holiday season, probably going to take a little break unless something major happens, but we'll be back in 2019 with more to the top talk you guys happy holiday season to all of you merry christmas happy hanukkah uh, merry kwanzaa uh, <laughs> all the like i hope you guys have a, a great break and I, I hope 2019 is way better than 2018 what do you have to say jason um you guys try to come out to that show try to come out to see sean Patton. uh buy your tickets early 12 bucks if you do happen to come to the show hit me up before hit up to the top talk page and um and, and let us know you're going to be there. I'd really like to meet you. Whether we've agreed or disagreed, uh, I know that sometimes when we're talking about specifically basketball, we disagree with some people sometimes, but that's fine. You know, if you're not ruffling some feathers, then you're probably not doing it right. But either way, everybody have a happy holiday season. Merry Christmas, and I hope to see you at the show. All right, so we'll see you guys next year. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk.